everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual support. Thank you for continuing to download the podcast. I, I don't know. I'm in the, just this feeling of Thanksgiving since this is the season of Thanksgiving. And I am just so grateful uh, that you all are so supportive of this podcast. I know that I do personally put a lot of energy and invest a lot of time into it. So it definitely honors me when you share it, when you're downloading it, and when y'all are getting all in y'all feelings about it. I love it. All right. So keep sharing it, fam. We're just going to keep expanding and growing. And guess what? I was looking at um, some of the the, anal- the analysis of the podcast and check it out. Somebody in Germany is following me, y'all. Somebody is listening to me in Germany. So whoever you are, thank you all the way across the world. I am so honored by that. And for those of you that have taken advantage of the private coaching that I offer, you know I am the bomb.com. You need to go ahead and book me. Go to my website at IamReneeRoberts.com and just book your session. And if you're not sure if you're ready for a full session, go ahead and just book a consultation. They are free. And on Facebook and Instagram, follow me at I am Renee Roberts. On that Facebook page, go ahead and join my Coach My World Podcast Fam Facebook group, okay? I know that's a lot of words, but just look for Coach My World, the podcast group. There, you're able to put your ideas. I know you have some thoughts about some topics you want me to to research and talk about. Get it in there. Let's get into it. I am open and willing and ready. And of course, my ultimate goal is for every episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. Let's get our lives moving forward. We are back in the studio for a part two. Some of you have have made comments. You've shared this particular episode. You've given us little firebomb signs and claps. Listen, we're going to go in some more because we do feel this is a much needed topic, especially in our Christian community. So, you know, my girl, she is back here with me again, Coach LaShawn. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you all could see her. She's so swagged out. Like she is. I always tell her, I was like, you have like the best swag. All right. (laughs) She's like swag. What? She's so (laughs) modest. Right. But she's one of the coolest chicks I know. And I love her so much. And I'm just happy you're back here with me. Um, Excited to get back back into this you know we only got about 20 minutes to hit it and hey if we got to hit it again a third you know three strikes we in yes yeah so i know on the last episode um we're just gonna get in you okay we just gonna dive right into it they don't need all the y'all know her stop playing all right so you know last last episode we were really getting into uh the, the pain points in how church the indoctrination of church or I just I should say, the indoctrination of, of Christianity mm-hmm. um, has caused so much injury, so mm-hmm. much pain. Yeah. Right. So we started talking about some of those pain points, and we promised the people mm-hmm. that in this episode we we're going to dive a little more into lady pastors, first ladies, pastors' wives, lady female leaders, because I do have men that listen, but the majority of my podcast fam they're women. And so, um, and I'm sure I got some women leaders on here. I don't know all of my listeners, but I know 
there's some women lead, leaders listening out there, whether they're a pastor or whether they're just a leader uh, in, in their particular churches or in the kingdom. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but um, I want to know from you, because I know this is, <laughs> this is like one of your areas, mm. right? <laughs> what would you say are the main pressures that these women face. And when I say these, I'm talking about us too. Yes. Because we both pastor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What would you say are the main pressures that we are under in this Christianity, you know, in this, this hub or this community of Christianity? What would you say is, are the main pressures? Um, so I would say there is... A main pressure. Okay, okay. Straighten me out, right? And Uh then underneath that main pressure comes um, some subsequent pressures. You know, so I think the main pressure is keeping it together. Mm. Um, And when I say that, that's a you know a broad statement to cover keeping it together emotionally. Um, You don't let them see you sweat. You know. Keeping it together in your marriage, mm-hmm. that should never look like it is not prospering and, you know, moving forward. Um, keeping it together uh, as far as making sure that the things that you say, the things you share, the, the way that you preach is appealing and acceptable for those that you are um, pouring it out to. Mm, wow. And so along with keeping it together, then you have all of these other pressures, you know, the pressure to be a good leader, the pressure to be the good wife, the pressure to be a good mom and show other people that you are a good mom and don't let little Johnny cut the food in church because that's embarrassing to the pastor because mm-hmm. their child is not doing what's right, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is the pressure you know, it's there are all of these subsequent pressures underneath that are covered up by or uh, under the umbrella of trying to keep everything together. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking, I know personally because I'm very candid on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? I'm very open, very transparent. And. I began pastoring in 1998, Hmm. I believe, but I was a phantom pastor. Really? Because in the denomination, they did not ordain women. All right? And I'm not going to put the denomination out there. (laughs) Um, But in the denomination, they did not ordain women. Hmm. However, um, you know, Pastor Cal and I decided... Like, we both been called to this. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I pastored from behind the scene, mm-hmm. but there, there there was no documentation of me pastoring. Wow. It was Pastor Cal and his wife. First lady. Yeah. Well, they didn't even call it first lady in that denomination. Wow. Thank God, because yeah. I would have flipped the script. But, <laughs> um, so what I, one of the, and I, I say that to say this, one of the sub-pressures that I personally dealt with was this this need to compete almost. Like, um, as a female. Wow. Because, you know, a lot of our black churches, because the denomination I was a part of was um, predominantly white. Um, 
And so, but our black churches, a lot of us are not really, a lot are not really familiar with that aspect because some of us are used to having female pastors. I know I was raised under a female pastor, mm-hmm. you know, a black female pastor in my uh, childhood and growing up. So it was not like there was no, we didn't see it as a gender role, right? Wow. Yeah. But I found myself under this pressure of trying to, trying to, I used trying to compete in a in a general sense, but it was more like I'm under so much pressure to try to make people understand that I'm just as important as this man. I'm I'm as much of a pastor as he is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then after coming out, we only stayed in the denomination two years, started Laterain, our own ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you attract some of the same type of people, you know, that feel like, you know, pastor, the male is the pastor. And, you know, and you you two first lady or you Ooh. two woman of God, Ooh. you know, you, we know God has called you guys together, mm. but he's the head, you know. And um, that was a constant battle. Wow. And it, it made me, there were many nights, you know, or many evenings coming home from church that I would internally war with even wanting to do this because I felt like, you know, I already have an issue with misogyny. Mm-hmm. You know that personally, right? <laughs> yes. And if my podcast family don't know, you know now. <sighs> Misogynistic behaviors are very uh, disdaining to me. So I, I cannot stand that. So I felt like if I have to fight this misogynistic system within this whole Christianity thing, I don't even know if I want to be a part of it anymore. And it was a constant pressure. Like, I was under so much emotional pressure with that. I would get looked over. You know, we would have people come, and they would, you know, uh, uh, acknowledge the pastor. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't get acknowledged at times. Or if I got acknowledged, it would be the pastor's wife, not even my name. Yep. You understand? Mm-hmm. So having to fight through that, um, that was a lot of pressure on me. That was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I know it had a major impact on how I deemed leadership, pastoring in the Christian churches. Mm-hmm. Because I hated that system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what your experience was like because you grew up under your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you've probably witnessed your mom going through some of those things, you know, in her era as the as the pioneering woman in your family lineage. Mm-hmm. You know, from my household, I'm I was the pioneering woman on my side of the family. Like my grandmother was a minister mm-hmm. and my mom wasn't even in church. So mm-hmm. deep, deep, deep. That's the deepest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was navigating through this thing by myself and and dealing with a lot of other women who believed the same Bull. Yeah. Girl almost cussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is a non-explicit okay. podcast. All right. Thank you so, for saying okay. that. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying it's non-explicit. Yeah, because I was about to go yeah, in. No, don't don't go don't go too far in. <laughs> <laughs> I have it labeled as non-explicit. You know, certain words would get away with like hell and maybe damn, but you know. Um but so I don't know. What do you think based on like that's my I know I was getting all deep personally, Beautiful, but yeah. I want people to understand, like, this thing, this pressure is real. Because, you know, like I, like we said last time, the lay people, we always talk about their in, the impact, how it's, how it's done them, impacted mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But people don't think, like, we go through a lot, not just as pastors, but as women pastors. Yes. It's, it's such a deeper 
there are other deeper things going on there. Yes. You know? You know, you you hit on so many things. Um, as far as being a female pastor, um, I definitely saw my mom um, pioneer in pastoring for my family. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so such a big story because... Um, before being a pastor, really, she was slated to be uh, a Santeria priestess. Wow. Um, <laughs> so either way, <laughs> she was destined she was for greatness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in becoming a female pastor, of course, she had to go through some of the same things that you shared, um, not being acknowledged for all of the stuff, Man, all of the keeping so it hurt. together. Listen, I would be hurt, girl. And the keeping him together. Mm, well, yes. Uh, I don't even have tea in here. <laughs> we ain't bring no tea in the studio. <laughs> no, no gin and juice. So okay. we need either one or both. Um, so I, I, I definitely watched that, but I also watched a... Um, <laughs> uh, a pseudo pro woman um, movement come in mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And I call it pseudo because on the surface, women were, were said to be able to be pastors. Women now were being ordained. Women were being applauded for what they were doing as far as the ministry. But under the guy under the, underneath that they were still being suppressed mm-hmm. so on the you know in the forefront it looks like oh what a wonderful woman of god but behind closed doors you better do it exactly the way we asked you to do it you better not say it you better not have emotions you better you, you just stick to what this is supposed to look like as a matter of fact i'm gonna critique Every single thing that you do, mm-hmm. because I need you to look the part, sound the part. I need, we need to make sure that the image mm. is, is, <laughs> is right. Wow. Yes. Wow. All so, together, put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an entire culture. I always talk about the system of church. It was not set up for the success of marriages. It wasn't set up. It wasn't set up for the success of women. No. Unfortunately. No. Um, and so I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that in not just in my mom's life, but also in the lives of friends mm-hmm. of hers as well. Mm-hmm. And then I grew and became a pastor myself and had to walk into that same type of culture um misogynistic you know yeah, culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know under the guise of yay the women are doing what they're supposed to do and staying in their place Ooh. because one of the things that we would run into often because my mom and myself were not very um we were not born passive women. Mm-hmm. We were trained Ooh. to be passive. See, and that I never got that training. See, oh, listen, I never got that training. So I was I looked at as this woman who was out of order, or Pastor Cal just letting me listen. Pastor Cal just letting me letting. run over oh, him. I've been listen, introduced okay, like that. Okay. I will allow this mere woman to to, to share word. what you know like it, it's just i'm gonna let her say what's on her mind but mm. we were we were taught to be passive but passivity 
was not in either of our nature. You have these very hot, strong Latina women, women. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it's, there's a, a roar yeah. going on inside of yeah. us. And um, we would break out and do certain things, dress a certain way, do things a certain way. And then that would get curtailed as wow. if something is wrong wow. with you for being powerful. We have had... Uh, people come and preach mm-hmm. right in front of us and and look in your face and tell you about the Jezebel spirit. Wow. Because a woman needs to be in her place. Wow. And any time it looked like we were more, um, just more powerful or more amazing or more creative than the men in our life, um, the women in that culture were, you know, it's just like, hey, dumb that down. Yeah, it's a suppression. Dumb it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a suppression. Yeah. And and I'm thinking about, you know, your mom was so instrumental for me and helping me to find my voice in that culture. So so I would tell her so many times, like, <laughs> Mom, you know, your voice, I need your voice. Yeah. You may not be the, the, the growling preacher and the, mm-hmm. <gasps> and you may not be the Juanita Bynums and all these other, you, you know, may not preach of, like a man. Right. Oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> oh sorry. All right. Sorry yeah. about okay. that. But I said the words in your mouth are from me because those are the words that set me free. Yeah. What was going on for me, talking about impact. The the way this impacted me was so major. It made me not it made me fearful to be authentic. Wow. I was afraid to be me. Wow. I wanted so badly to be accepted in this culture. Yeah. That I would deny my own authenticity often just to fit into that mold. Did that mean denying like how powerful you are? Even that, yes. <laughs> because then I start finding myself needing validation for what I already knew I was. Yes. I already knew I was the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I know how God had created me, but it looked so different from what the culture deemed powerful. Yeah, what they deemed powerful. What they deemed powerful. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, so I... I I know one of the impacts for me was my authenticity was blocked, man. I was just wow. like, I'm afraid. And your and your mom would say the first when I met her and like really was able to sit in her space. Mm-hmm. She said, "Baby, <laughs> <laughs> always be you. you. I I love who you are." Always be your authentic self. Don't let these people change you. Wow. She would say that to me because yeah. she saw the bend in me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She saw I wasn't the St. John packed down, mm. just like, listen. Wear a hat. No, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I even had people in my, I, not people, let me stop that. I had a person try to dress me. Oh my God! In church, like when I when we first got like started in ministry, yeah. good, yeah, buying me the whole first lady suits yep. and hats. I wouldn't yep. wear the hats. I would mm-hmm. not bow, but I did put the little suits on. Yeah, hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
<laughs> so, you know, I went rogue, right? So now I wear what? Jeans and a t-shirt, sweats and a t-shirt. Like, right. I refuse because I'm like, this is my authentic self. Oh, my God. Because my authenticity has nothing to do with what I wear, you know, how I dress. It has everything to do with how I impact the lives of people. And you know what? The raw Renee impacts more lives than that cultured Pastor Renee ever could have ever impacted in her entire life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my gosh. <laughs> You've touched on so many things, I know. so many triggers. Girl, there. listen, I see you. Um, <laughs> you scratching. I'm a <laughs> twitching over here. One eye. Listen, like what's going on? Are you okay? Over listen, I've, I I have had that experience as well, where um, they wanted to dress me. And you know, I'm like you. I'm like, child. I want to be. I want my sneakers. What? Like, what we doing? Dancing in these heels? I but can't. I, and ruining your darn knees, ankles, knees your too. Your ankle, your feet don't. At, okay, we'll leave that alone. Okay. I'm just gonna leave that. All right, there. stay out of that. Okay? It's shallow. Okay. So, go ahead. but why is that deemed powerful? You know, and and let me tell you, when you said that about you know, someone trying to dress you. Yeah. I had people try people, multiple people try to dress me. <laughs> multiple people tell me what colors I need to have in my bedroom. What? Ciao. Who I got a stop? whole Girl. lot of tea on Oh, that. wait a minute. So we got to come back. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Let me, let me write this in my notes for the next okay. episode. But go ahead. <laughs> what colors I need in my bedroom. They told my mom at one point in her life that she was too fat and that God told this woman told my mom you're too fat to be a pastor's wife God told me to buy you a new wardrobe who is she and the wardrobe but wait guess what the wardrobe the wardrobe was two sizes too small a prophetic get get the heck uh, girl. <laughs> girl, a prophetic so wardrobe. The impact, the psychological <clears throat> impact that you know, because you you were with your mom. You talk with she. You were her safe space. You were her intimate corner. So just get in an over, in a general way. What was the psychological impact of that for pain, her? rejection, Jesus. That, that's pain, man. That's rejection. And was she just is, supposed to pray that away? What or? do you do? Pray it away? Jesus. You're not good enough. Every time you come in here, when you talk, there were times, like you said, there's women that, oh, God, there's so much we can get into with Okay, this. wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Some uh. women believe the same way. And they'll listen to your husband preach, but they don't want to hear no, what you, you have you, to say. You better shut up. Mm-hmm. You better shut up. Mm-hmm. But keep talking. Yeah. Wow. They don't want to hear what you have to say, but I'll listen to your husband. I'll sit on your husband's lap because he's my spiritual Coach LaShawn. Coach LaShawn. I'm going to tell you. Coach LaShawn. I got all the I'm going to have to stop you from lying on the podcast. Listen. Because we don't lie on the podcast. Sus. What? Sus. Mama. That's just the... No. That's just the little stuff that we have seen as women. And I know that as we talk, there are women out there that deal with all of this stuff. Wow. 
that explains mom's passion when dealing with women like me. Because it's almost like, mama, don't get trapped up in this mess. Don't It'll get kill stuck you. here. It'll kill you. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So many things. Wow. We've wow. seen so wow. many things. Wow. So, okay. We, <laughs> we're out of time. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back for one more. Let's do it. Is it okay? You okay I'm with that? In. I'm okay, in. one more. We'll come back with one more episode. This is totally, definitely unscripted. Um, I would love to come back and talk more about why we don't speak on these things. Hmm. Why, do, why don't women pastor? Why don't first, like, why don't we talk about these things? Don't tell me right now. Okay. I want you to think about that for the next episode. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to hopefully be able to put out some help, you know, let's put some help out there for the, for the people and, and men, those that are listening, I pray that these things are helping you to become more aware, uh, use it as an awareness tool as to some of the other intricacies that go into the psychological impacts of, of ministry of church, um, even those of you that may have wives, you may be a pastor yourself or a leader, a male leader yourself. Uh, I'm sure that when your wife is not well or your woman is not well, it doesn't do you well as well. So it impacts like a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? It, it trickles. It's a, like a domino effect. It is. It, and then it affects the kids. Oh, yeah. we need to talk about the a children. A legacy of pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, bet. We're going we're gonna to get into it. All right, fam. I'm sorry. I know. I know y'all are like, no. but i gotta stay true to the 30 and under and if we keep going we're gonna go over so i i want to get uh coach Deshaun back um pull on her a little more pull on a little more her heart and her story um because she definitely has she she playing she playing modest right now (laughs) but sus got some stuff so she gonna you gonna give us some tea next you gonna give us some some, tea next i'll give you some more tea Okay, I want I like the strong version of the tea. You, get all the tea. you know, I like the steep mine. You I'm can. a steeper, yes, not you a dipper. Are. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're gonna steep that thing <laughs> over for the next episode. But listen, fam, I want you all to, in taking all of this in, you know, just understand that there are a lot of different things that that uh, impact the way we process, impact the way we psychologically and emotionally function. And this is all about bringing awareness Mm -hmm. and also offering hope to someone that may be secretly dealing with these same things that we're talking about. See, see, uh, coach LaShawn and I, we have, we have, uh, are exploring our freedom in this now. So we talk (laughs) about it from a, a different perspective. Yes. But I remember being in that pain. Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for the woman or man that's listening and you're just trying to understand like, wow, how did they get to that space? You can too. And we're going to help you. I promise. We're going to help you. We're going to come back. We're not just going to chat it up, but we're going to offer you some solutions uh, in the, the subsequent episode. So stay tuned. Join us next time. You, you have something else you want to say before we go? I appreciate you asking me to talk these things out. Um, I think that as we speak these things out, there are some of us that we are experiencing these things, but we don't realize how traumatic they are. Yeah. Yeah. And as we talk about them and call them out, 
you'll start to realize like, wait a minute, I've been trying to put my finger on where the pain is coming from. Yeah. And this is what it is. It's because I'm living in trauma. Yeah, that's you it. You know, weekly trauma. Every Sunday. Every, every, every you know. Study, yeah. Week. Yes, yes. Trauma. You know, we're being traumatized and re-traumatized in this. And most of us, because we've been steeped in the culture, we don't even know how detrimental it is. Jesus. So just encouraging you to really take inventory as you hear us talk about these things. We're going to laugh. We're going to enjoy right. this. You're going to hear tea. Yeah, but it's but, heart but surgery. It's surgery. Yeah, the yeah. laughter is just anesthesia. Yeah. Like y'all not feel the pain as much. And listen, if you are under a church uh, organization and you have a female pastor or a pastor's wife or a leading lady, uh, you know, first lady, whatever you call her, let's take this information and do better. Yeah. Do better towards your woman, that woman of God that is, that is poured into your life as well. Or understand that she may not be free to pour into your life the way she right. wants to. Right. Be- not because she doesn't want to, because of the culture. And if she's mishandling you, giving her grace oh, because you so know good. that she's doing this from a place of her own trauma. My God. And we're yeah. going to leave that right yeah. We're going to park the car right now. <laughs> Everybody can take your seatbelt off. We are done. It's a wrap. Listen, I want you all to continue to enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. I know everybody had a good, awesome eating time on, on yesterday. Uh, today, hopefully, you're relaxing, enjoying this podcast, and just doing some other things that you enjoy doing for yourself. Enjoying your families, you know, and just loving on one another. And I want you all to make sure Make sure that you're just ready to put back on the seatbelt for the next episode. Because let me tell you, it's about to be crazy. (laughs) It's going to be a roller coaster ride, all right? I love you, fam. I want you to just keep growing, keep evolving, and let's become healthier even in our spirituality. All right? We're going to do that? We got this. Y'all have a great one.